Hello and welcome to another podcast, Valley Sunday. Hello. Hello. Is this on? Is this on? Is this on? Start over. <laughs> no, I'll roll with it. Go with it. Sure. How's it going, Jeff? Doing all right. I'm. Uh, he's Chris Paco and I'm Jeff Cameron. Yeah, I forgot my name. Sorry about that, everyone. It's okay. <laughs> this is Podcast Valley, another Podcast Valley Sunday. There it is. Yes. What a shambly opening this is. We're good. This is like the, the when they showed the pilot and they're coming in holding the doors Ooh. closed to the old monkey mobile. <laughs> yeah. We're hitting the ground running here. <laughs> yeah. It's been a couple of weeks, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, we're here with episode 19, uh, the audition bracket find the monkeys bracket this is a great episode i'm looking forward to this episode yeah. tell you the truth and, and if you're looking it up on imdb don't even put the audition in because it's not in the title there for some reason huh. which is weird it's kind of like davian fern how that took over the actual name of that episode yeah uh, so it's directed by richard newness i think he's he's newness on the scene uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh written by dave evans and aired on january 23rd 1967 it's weird when there's only one writer, I find, on these. They usually bring someone else in. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of... Uh, this one only needed one writer. There's a lot of music in this one. There is, yeah. And it kind of... story kind of tells itself. Yeah. So let's just get right to let's it, Let's get right into we? it. All right, so Mickey's in the hammock in the living room. And he's woken to find four weird alien-looking dudes standing over him, and he freaks out Mickey style. Oh, yeah. We're being invaded by Martians! <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's amazing. It's freak out this mickey fast motion rump yeah it's a cool shot of the whole pad too yeah it is it's a great it's a great opening and then davy tells him tells him to cool it because it's just the four martians mickey will you cool it it's the four martians and and they need a guitar string <laughs> one string i don't know i don't know if i've ever borrowed one string of somebody oh you might in a pinch a string if you're in the neighborhood of some bands and you break a string you might have to scoot over say hey man i can't make it to mcquade's for like a week so got a g that guy's it's a big audition, guys. Restring the whole thing. <laughs> Those guys were the monkey stand-ins, the four Martians. Oh. That's who they were in real life. They're okay. the guys who stand there when they're setting up the lights and stuff so the boys okay. don't actually have to. Just give them something else. Trying to get them into the union, I guess. Huh. Uh, they tell the monkeys they got an invitation to audition for a new TV show, and then they ask the monkeys if they got one. Oh, uh, sure we did. Yeah, sure. Oh, well, okay. We'll see you at the audition. Thanks for the string. And then uh, when they leave, Mike tells uh, tells the other boys to check the mail, and all they have is bills. It's an ongoing life scenario, I find. <laughs> <laughs> Too real, man. Yeah, yeah. So then the foreign agents show up, which is another band, and they got an audition too. Yeah. And uh, I don't know why they showed up other than to tell the monkeys they got an audition. They don't have another ulterior motive. No, I think they were like, yeah, I, th- I don't think they do. Yeah, that's how... Uh, foreign agent they are i guess and then uh and they leave all sneaky like like they're secret agent guys yeah and then the jolly green giants show up and they say that they're like oh let me guess you got something too and they're like yeah hiya monkeys you want to know what we got in the mail yes an autographed photo of annette funicello oh we thought you meant you got an invitation to benson's audition oh yeah we got that too the monkey's the only ones to not get an audition yeah on this show. I think there's a couple of the same dudes in a couple of the bands. No, yeah, you don't think you ever you never see them together at the same time. <laughs> no, but I think they wouldn't hire this many dudes to be just true non-speaking band like the the other the non-speaking guys in the bands. Yeah. So like I think I think you're right about the stand-in thing, but I think maybe there's 
It could be. Could be different suits on same dudes. Also, like extras are free. So if you don't say anything, you're an extra. So right. That's yeah. why. That's why I always, you always see people not talk and just like shrug when they're asked something. <laughs> like in friends in the in the coffee house, they'll say something. The person just shrugs. It's like, all right, you don't get paid. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, so we got the intro. It's yeah, two minutes ten seconds this time. Oh really? It took a little longer to sort of set the stage. You got three bands you got to introduce. And, uh, Mickey's freak out. He eats up some time. Yes. Yeah. So boom. So the boys are super bummed because they didn't get an audition, but all the other groups did. And then Peter takes it the worst and goes off about how he hopes that, that they starve. This is when they're lying there with their heads together, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great shot. Boy, I hope we starve. We are starving. They'll be sorry when they find us dead on the floor. Oh, Peter. I can see the headlines now. Skinny group found in California. <laughs> oh. Peter wants the monkeys to starve because uh, everyone else will feel bad about now they died and they didn't even get that audition and they should have. He's just sulking. Not crying yet, though. He didn't cry no, this episode. No, no. Uh, so Davey says that they should just send Benson the tape and Mickey says that he left it in the recorder when he returned it. Yeah, jeez. Oh, so, what a waste. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a weird camera move done in post where they flip the shot uh, on its side so Mickey like it, it isn't upside down when he talks because they're in that, they're laying down. Yeah. And so they do like a like a 180 flip so now the other guys are upside down and mickey's right side up it's an interesting it's weird weird, maybe they're just like oh people won't understand if the guy's upside down (laughs) they're gonna be able to tell he's talking (laughs) yeah yeah if he's not upright so at hubble benson productions mr benson his name is carl ballantyne in real life he's getting a massage and then he drives his bed off to ask the secretary where the dictaphone is and when that bed goes off, you can see the strings just pulling it along <laughs> the ground. It's amazing. Awesome. And it's one of those things like, do you think they saw the strings too when they're shooting it? We're like, yeah, no, of course. Yeah. Let's keep that in. Cause yeah. it's, you know, another wink and a nod. So then the secretary tells him that it's broken. The dictaphone is broken. And, uh, he drives the bed into the lobby. It has a phone. This bed has a phone on it and an <laughs> ashtray and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, so he's, he goes to the secretary and I, is she the same woman? I was going to ask. Yeah. Who hooks up with Davey's grandpa <laughs> and, uh, and also owns the hotel. Owns the hotel. I think it's the same woman. Uh, it might be the same woman. It, something tells me it is. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I never actually looked it up though. No, me neither. We should have. We're terrible at this. <laughs> so anyway, her name is Miss Chomsky. Yes. And, uh. She tells him that she rented him a tape recorder because of the broken dictaphone. And so then he rolls himself back into his office. This is a cool shot of the boys outside NBC Studios yes, with that's the big NBC cool thing. Yep. And uh, they just decide they're going to crash the audition <laughs> and go inside. And that's just like taking advantage of where you're shooting. For sure. Because, yeah, if it's a TV show tie-in, let's, you know, yep. be a real station. Yeah. So... Benson and his secretary, they're trying to figure out how to work the tape recorder and end up hearing Mary Mary on the tape and Benson goes crazy. (laughs) And he's like, this is the band he wants to be on his TV show. And then, uh, but Mrs. Chomsky says like, that's just the tape that was in the machine. You know, when we rented it, you have no idea who, who they are. And, uh, then Benson tells her that she's fired because she keeps saying (laughs) she can't find them. He's just, he's constantly on her about it. Miss Chomsky. You're fired. Thank you, Mr. Benson. Short fuse on that guy. Yeah, Benson, he's a man who probably just gets whatever he wants. So he's kind of a dick about everything. Yep. He's got a bed with a phone on it and an ashtray. You're not supposed to smoke in bed. 
Unless you have an ashtray, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> problem solved. Yeah. That's the problem with beds nowadays, no ashtrays. Yeah, they don't even drive themselves. Nope. Uh, so the boys are at the directory, and all the names of the people who are in the directory are people who work on the show. Yeah. Like, Frawley's one of the names. Yeah, I noticed and, that. Yeah. Um, so they see Benson Productions, and they get in the elevator. The doors close and open, and Peter has the hiccups. <laughs> and he says, uh, this always happens when he auditions for a big producer. What are you talking about? It's the first time you ever performed for a big producer. Well, it's 100% so far. <laughs> so Benson and Chomsky are in his office, and she's checked the booking agents, the DJs, the recording company, and no one knows who this band is. And uh, Benson asks if she checked the hospital. You don't think we'd find them in a hospital? No, that's for you. You don't find them. <laughs> Good, I need the rest. Huh. <laughs> Benson's total dick. This is just workplace harassment. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's just not hitting on her. Nope. He's like he's just threatening. Threatening to actually hit her. Yeah. So Peter stalls the hiccups, and Davey says he can help. He tells him pre- to pretend he's on the high seas on a boat heading to Madagascar. Uh-huh. And then Peter turns green and <laughs> says that he's seasick. Seasick? And it's cool because they make him turn green just by putting a green spotlight on him. Right. Just doing it right there. And that's how he turns green. high tech stuff. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So Chomsky is back in that office. She's telling Benson that she's asked all around Hollywood and no one knows the group. And then Brent, Benson, oddly enough, gets super pissed and tells them that if, that if he wants something done, he has to do it himself. Which, side note, always reminds me of On Our Own by Bobby Brown for Ghostbusters 2. If you want something done. You gotta do it yourself. That's what that line always reminds you. Side note over. Oh, darn. Uh, So when he gets up, he smacks his head on the lamp. He calls the lamp an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) I love that part. It's fantastic. And he's in, I think he's in like the polka dot boxer shorts that. Or in every cartoon and every <laughs> time you see someone's underwear. So Peter still has the hiccups. And Mickey's trying to help him by telling him that he's in a field of hay. And then Peter turns yellow by the same effect from hay fever. Hay fever! So Benson gets out of the elevator, sees Peter's jumping up and down on one foot and counting up by twos. And he tells David... When he hits 28, kid, you better sell fast. And then uh, he pushes right past the guys that he's trying to find, essentially. Yep. And then Chomsky comes out of the elevator and asks Davey if she's seen Benson and describes him. And Davey points the way he went. When she brushes by Peter, she hears him get to 28. 28. <laughs> Better sell fast, kid. And then Davey realizes the guy was Benson and Peter's hiccups are gone. So then they run after him. Oh. It all works out, I guess. Yes. This is somewhat. Sort of. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> they, still don't, they still don't know yet. Yeah. So Benson's at the Missing Persons Bureau. <laughs> Which is, a, I don't know if that's a real place or not. Yeah, yeah. And he looks like he's been through the ringer. Like his hair's crazy. His clothes are all ripped, <laughs> barely on. Like, I was wondering if they, there was like a, a a scene they took out where something happens to Benson to get his clothes like this. He's in pretty rough shape. Yes. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. this is what happens when he leaves the uh, motorized bed. Yeah. <laughs> just come, everything goes to shit. That's why he needs all of his stuff on the bed. Oh, man. <laughs> and he says that it must have been autograph seekers. So he even calls attention t- to his clothes being like this, huh. which makes me think there's got to be something in there. Huh. So he tells the guy that they have to find the singing group. You've come to the right place, Mr. Benson. We'll find your group for you. Finding things is our business. But then he can't find a pencil in his whole office. Yeah. So the boys are walking down the street. Davey's wearing one of Benson's sleeves. 
and uh, which also makes me think there's something something happened. Something happened. There's something in there that doesn't something make sense. Happened. And uh, Peter says that he was wearing out of sight clothes, which is funny because it's true because he had no clothes. His clothes <laughs> were out of sight. Oh. Mickey says that if they want an audition, they just have to go and talk to him themselves. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Which makes the most sense. And that's probably where they should have started rather than apparently ripping his clothes off. But we don't know. This is around. I think Mickey's got his shirt untucked. Ooh. During this. I don't know if that's a clue or something that happened, but I think he's the only one going around. <clears throat> Interesting. Untucked. Yeah. See? We have to talk to Some them. sort of shirt thing happened. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something, something's going on. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder, yeah, why they wouldn't put that on the, the Blu-rays or something. <laughs> so the boys are in the off, office talking to Chomsky, and she asks if they know Benson, and Peter says, Know him? Why, he cured my hiccups. And then he starts hiccuping again. Oh. And then uh, they leave, and Peter's bouncing up and down on one leg and counting. <laughs> Outside, Peter still has hiccups. <laughs> it's like they didn't know what to do with Peter, so just give the hiccups. <laughs> and Mickey says that they need to scare him. And then there's a weird sequence with a couple of guys in masks, a couple of the guys in masks, yeah, yeah. and that serpent stock footage again. That was in the last <laughs> one. Here we are, scaring Peter again. Yeah, like a really out-of-focus shot of Peter as well. And he still has the hiccups. It didn't help much. He's worse than before. But then he sees a pretty girl uh, walking to a weird little golf cart thing and who turns and waves, and then they all have the hiccups. Because uh. now they're all nervous, I guess, because we go... Davey shouldn't have the hiccups. He should just say, that caused my size, and hop into the golf cart with the girl. She's got my jacket. So, in his office, Benson's getting a manicure, and Chomsky walks in and tells him that they still haven't been found, and that the newsmen are outside, asking if the rumors are true that he can't find the rock group. And it made me wonder why this is such hot news. Like, there's a bunch of newsmen right outside the door. <laughs> They're wondering if you can't find the rock group for your TV show. Yeah. It's a slow day at Hollywood. I well, guess. They're, in the, they're in the NBC building, right? Yeah. There's, they didn't want to go too far. Yeah. For the story, I guess. It's like uh, entertainment tonight or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he has a revelation and he says, what's wrong with me? And Chomsky starts lift, listing things off. Well, you're rude, irritable, impatient. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, and he says that he's got the best promotion gimmick for his show like right in front of him, and he's not using it. So the monkeys are walking down the street with all their instruments. Mickey's <laughs> drums are on a cart, and they pass a telephone booth, and Mike has the idea to call up Benson and play him a song over the phone. Makes sense. Kind of like Speaker's Corner. Yes. And uh, so Benson's talking to the newsman and saying that he wants this band to star in his new show, but he can't find them. And one of the newsmen say that that's a hot story, a mystery band and a half million dollars. You better make that a million dollars. It's going to be an hour show. Oh, boy. Oh, it's getting serious now. So Mike asks for Mr. Benson, and when he gets him on the phone, they start playing Sweet Young Thing, and they stop and realize they phoned the wrong number. Dope. So Davey says he'll try, and there's a great like Clark Griswold-esque moment of him trying to pass the phone to each other over everything. That's a good one. Yeah, it's pretty funny. They're doing more and more of that kind of just silly... Physical. Yeah. And it's getting really good. So Benson's told there's a Mr. Jones on the line. He thinks that it's Byron Jones from the New York office and just wraps the phone up in a towel and goes back to his (laughs) manicure with the newsman still there watching him get a manicure. So the monkeys start to play Sweet Young Thing again and a guy's waiting for the phone. He's in a suit and puts on glasses and he's just like big and puffy and weird looking. Looks at a, at a place. Then a line forms behind that dude and they're all getting impatient, but none more than that muscly dude. Yep. The boys run out of time. Davey has a funny moment with the operator. Operator, 
Then he runs inside and changes into Superman's suit, and then he flies away. Yeah. So Superman's being very polite, <laughs> not interrupting the, the musical audition. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a good guy through and through. Yeah, he is. Little soups. <laughs> uh, back at the pad, Mike and Mickey are playing cards with Mr. Schneider, and Peter's on the hammock, and Davey has a guitar, and he's laying down on this weird mattress thing that's right underneath where Peter is. So like the yeah. hammock's like over top of him. Yeah. He has like scoot underneath. And uh, so Peter's swinging over him, reading the paper, and Davey picks up another part of the paper that fell and sees the story about Benson and the mystery group. Peter's got his orange PJs on, I think. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think you're right, yeah. And uh, Peter says, Well, if he doesn't know who they are, why don't we be them? Oh, come on, Peter. We don't even know what they sound like. Well, how many different kinds of groups are there? Yeah. Which is a good call on Peter there. That's uh, something like Mike would come up with usually. Yeah. But he's getting schooled by Mr. Schneider over on the <laughs> poker table. <laughs> Which leads to Monkey's Romp number one, Papa Jean's Blues. Yeah, so the boys grab their instruments. They'll go to Benson's office. They crash it with this weird bed thing. That's, and they're like dressed up as bellboys. Yeah. And he shoes them out. And they catch him in the parking lot dressed as a country band. Because I guess they're trying to be different kinds of bands. Because yeah. who knows? He doesn't know what he's looking for, right. I guess. Yeah. And uh, they chase him around in little bikes. And uh, the director's chairs in the background are all their chairs. Like, has their names on it. Oh. It's kind of neat. Huh. So I just threw them in there because they were there, I guess. Uh, come out of the elevators, a marching band. And then they're dressed as pirates or something, and they have fiddles. And it's like, it's just a weird... Yeah. Yeah. Whatever they could come up with. Yeah. Costume-wise. Yeah. Yeah. But then when they go to the performance shots and it's in front of that purple wall. Yeah. Yeah, the, the great, great shots. And they're in those wicked suits, the gray suits. The good, yeah, the good suits. So it's, it's all radical. <laughs> <laughs> so Benson's laying on his desk and Chomsky asks him what's wrong. And Benson says he's giving up looking for the group and he's decided to go with the bands that he sent invitations to. So Jolly Green Giants are first and Chomsky goes to records them and pushes the wrong button and Mary Mary plays. And the Green Giants recognize the monkeys and tell Benson, essentially taking themselves out of the yeah. running for this job. It's like, over. Not again, Chomsky. That's the monkeys. You know that group? Sure, the monkeys. No style group. They live at the beach. The beach. That's the group I want. I bet you when after Benson splits, the other guy's like, dude, <laughs> we had this. We had this. Yeah. You goddamn both shut. We're the JGGs. <laughs> well, we are, and you're not anymore. Yeah, exactly. Cost you your spot. Give us the, give us your green shit. Yeah, be one of the five Martians now, <laughs> loser. <laughs> so at the pad, Davey's playing the flugelhorn or some damn thing, and uh, when they hear other music and recognize it's all the other groups, and then Benson bursts through the door without knocking, which is rude, uh-huh. and yeah, sure. is stoked to have finally found the monkeys, right, <laughs> and. uh all the other groups come in as well, and they're all playing <laughs> their songs for whatever reason. Say you're the monkey. What? He's making I said, say you're the monkey. Oh, we're the monkey. Oh, you're a No, we're American. Benson tells the other bands to shut up, and the monkeys <laughs> play Sweet Young Thing again. And yeah. Benson's loving it. Chomsky looks fucking whacked on loose. <laughs> <laughs> he looks so out of it and tired. So he stops them and says that they're the group, and they'll be huge within a month. 
when they play that his his theme song for his TV show. Yeah, yeah. And he asked, he says to Chomsky, like, "Hey, how's that go?" That's it. That's the sound. But he loves it. And he goes crazy for it. And that's the sound he's been looking for. And she's been right under his nose the whole time. Oh, man. And he asks, what's wrong with me? And then she starts listing off more <laughs> things again, which is awesome. Well, you're rude, impolite. <laughs> and then they leave and the boys don't have the gig. Well, See, I do find the monkeys, uh, they never do really get the gig. They never get the gig. Yeah, it's, it's like kind of funny. Kind of the point. Yeah. Uh, so the boys, they're in the monkey mobile. Yes. Fucking awesome, as always. <laughs> And it's the first time there's been, a, I think, like shot in the monkey. Yeah, mobile. they're talking and there's stuff happening in the monkey mobile yeah. while it's rolling. Yeah. yeah. See, that'd be a great VR experience. Ooh. You put on your goggles and you're in the monkey mobile with the boys. Oh, make it happen. I'd lose my mind. <laughs> Just eat like six grams of mushrooms and go live <laughs> with the monkeys for a couple hours. <laughs> oh, my God. So Peter says that he was bummed about missing the opportunity for the show. And he thought about packing in show business and going up to the South Seas. Uh, he says, but it was just a $100 job anyway, so who cares? <laughs> and then Mike tells him uh, that stars make up to $5,000 a week, not $100 a week. And then Peter just disappears. He's gone. He's gone. So the three dudes go to the missing persons bureau, describe Peter to the same guy Benson was talking to, and uh, he can't find a pencil. Uh-huh. And so they just tear the place apart, monkey style, looking okay, for a so pencil. so this was three in a row where Peter... Disappears. Yeah, yeah. At least this time he wasn't kidnapped. He usually <laughs> we, gets kidnapped. We don't know what happened. Maybe he was. Yeah, true. Maybe the but, uh, shifty racist came yeah. back and got him. <laughs> now he's in like an Italian restaurant and he's every Italian stereotype in the world. <laughs> Green walls. <laughs> yeah, always. Yeah, so that's the, the end of that part of the episode. Right. But then there's a sit-down interview piece that's that's kind of heavy and, and, and weird. Yes. Not, not, not weird, but... If you don't have the context of what's going on, yes. it's kind of like, what is happening here? Oh. The Sunset Strip demonstrations. Maybe this is why they had to cut one of the scenes. Because they had to film this oh, while that was going on. Hey, Paco. And they had to drop it in. So they're like, well. You may have cracked the code. There it is. So they had to cut a scene to fit this part in. Yeah, so R- Rafelson kind of says to them, like, they do a lot of things with, like, fights and gangsters and stuff. And he asks them if they've ever been in a fight. And Davey tells a story about getting hassled by like 10 big guys, which is just about any other guys, uh, <laughs> in Hawaii about his hair. Regular size dudes. Yeah, a bunch of regular size But A bunch of 15-year-olds, man, towered over me, <laughs> making fun of me and things. I sat with every one of their moms <laughs> in their face. Davey. Uh, so then Rafelson asks about what they do when they're getting hassled by people. And then Peter says that he invokes his civil rights. Huh. And Peter's weird in this interview because they keep kind of cutting to him making jokes, I think, to kind of try to lighten it up. A little bit. A little bit because it's pretty, you know, pretty heavy. Yeah. And then uh, Ravelson brings up the riots and says they've been happening in Los Angeles. And Mickey says that they haven't been riots but demonstrations, but journalists are calling them riots because it only has four letters. <laughs> and they don't want to... For sure. And, it's a deadline better. Yeah. And uh, so Rafeson asks what's been going on. Mike says it's mostly kids because it's about a 10, a 10 p.m. curfew for kids under 18 in California, essentially. Yeah. He says because we're being told what to do, like told how to cut their hair. 
And Rafelson asked Mike if he wants all kids to have hair like him. I would like to see all the kids in the country wearing the hair like they'd like to wear it. How do you feel? How Mickey, how do you feel about that? Exactly. exactly. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. I was like, very good, Mike. Great. Look at that. That was awesome. Yeah, Rafelson tried to paint him into a corner there. He wiggled <laughs> his way out. Yep. And, uh... Peter goes on a weird Peter style rant. Like the kids are representing themselves and ba da 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 da. And then Davey says that he's been quiet because uh, it doesn't matter what he has to say because he's under 21. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. I didn't realize how young he was actually. And uh, then they play like a do 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 do. <laughs> At the end of it, it's like this heavy kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just end up. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of takes the hair, the hair takes the air out of the whole conversation. <laughs> takes the hair takes, out of the old conversation. <laughs> takes the hair out of the old conversation. <laughs> Strange choice to end it with that music. But I guess what else are you gonna do? Fade it to black. It's still like the monkeys. But True. Anyway, that's that. And that's the whole episode right there. Great. So uh, yeah, I know you like this episode a lot. Yeah. So, ha- like, it's overall really, thoughts? I like all the band stuff. I like all the different bands. And I like the the, the tunes. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the tunes in a second, I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, it was just overall a good episode about the monkeys trying to be a band. Yeah. And, uh, and I also find it's one of the rare episodes where it's the whole thing's about the band. Yeah. Like, they're not trying to... They're just trying to get this guy to hear the band. Yeah. They don't have to make sure a girl doesn't get killed by midnight. <laughs> Snow monsters or gangsters. Yeah. It's just the monkeys is the monkeys. No guns? No guns. All right. That's the next thing. No guns. So that two in a row, no guns. Oh. Maybe the uh, monkey's getting woke. <laughs> I wonder if there was a gun in the deleted It was originally scene. a Western. Yeah. It was yeah. gradually phased out the guns and phased yeah. in more bad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, highlight of the show. For me, it's when Benson calls a lamp an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's just, pretty good. Just so funny and unexpected. Yeah. Was there a monkey's ruse? There was kind of a ruse. They're, the different band get Yeah, yeah, when they were trying to be different bands. Yeah. That's, so I guess that would be our ruse for the day. Yeah, but it's funny because they were kind of rusing themselves because if they yeah. were just the monkeys, they would have got the gig. You choose yourself before you ruse yourself. <laughs> Damn right. I think that's the next album the monkeys are calling. <laughs> Fourth wall break. Yep. Uh, Benson, when he's at the missing persons bureau. And then Mike, the he's gone. Yeah. They break the wall. He's then. gone. It's always good. Fourth yeah. wall thing. Best musical moment for me, it's uh, Papa Jean's Blues in the Purple Room. That is cool. Yeah. Just nice. Yeah. But it's, it's starting to look like aged now. Like it's only been <laughs> like six months, but the monkeys do. Mike's hair's longer. Yeah. And those that's true. Davy's hair's longer. And, um, the musical moment in general is the three mic songs. Yeah, true. It's the, we'll see if it's the only episode with the, made of, of completely mic or just all monkeys written songs. Yeah. yeah. Three mics, all three of songs were written by Michael Nesmith. That's cool. A classic monkeys moment, He's Gone, I think is the only one this episode. Yeah, you may be right. Uh, what Wouldn't Fly in 2020? <laughs> workplace harassment yeah we have Chomsky's uh, treatment yeah at the hands of Benson and, uh, nowadays you don't see many lineups at phone booths exactly yes that's true yeah phone booths <laughs> phone booths in general 
and it's weird because it was a thing that was like a common phone. If you weren't at your house, you had to use a phone booth yep. to get in touch with anyone. So yeah. for them to be, they're still around just in case of emergencies, I guess. But yeah, it's crazy. It's it's getting hard to think of how life was. Yeah, it is. How do we? How did we get anywhere? How do we meet up with people? How do we run late for something and not have people think we were dead? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it was a much. You had to just plan better. <laughs> you just had to have a plan, and everyone had to be in on it, and that was it. Yeah, because if you're going to meet at ten thirty, how long do you give that person? Because there's no way that he can get in touch with you, or you can get in touch with them. Crazy. But uh, so a couple did you knows? Uh, Carl Ballantyne was in McHale's Navy with Ernest Borgnine. Oh yeah, like that's that old movie, and he was almost in like every TV show there was from like 1938 <laughs> to 1990. Like he was in Chips. He's a familiar face. BJ and the Bear, Fantasy Island, Night Court, The Cosby Show. He was on the Ghostbusters TV show, but like the other Ghostbusters. Yeah, the reason why the Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Ha- almost had to be called Ghost Chasers because this TV show owned the rights to Ghostbusters. Right. It was like a 11th hour power yeah. move to get Ghostbusters, and um, and he was on uh, the Partridge Family, and he was in My Giant with Billy Crystal. Solid episode yeah. for this guy. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of good times in that episode. Yep, but. Now, everybody, it is time for the second part of Podcast Valley Sunday, <laughs> where we add three new songs to our ongoing random toque pole countdown. <laughs> toque pole countdown. And, toque uh, is what we call a wool hat up here in Canada. Yes, yeah, sorry. forgot about that. Yeah, is it my turn? Yeah, Jeff, you get to go twice this time, I believe. Delightful. So reach on in there. It's always exciting. The anticipation. And we just, yeah, we never know what songs these are going to be for real. Yeah. So it's all, it, all we talk about is just off the top of the heads from our own experiences. It's great. Through the Looking Glass. Ooh. Okay. 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 Cool, 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 cool. You've been looking at your life through a mirror. It's time you started seeing things a little bit clearer than looking glass I, I find it has a cuddly toy vibe to yes. it with that piano it's got time jaunty just... mustache beetles yeah. pianos and horns yeah. if you're into that kind of thing this will do it for you mm-hmm. I wonder what it was like for them to make an album without Peter if, if if it was different if it wasn't different like I think by then they were kind of used to like Friends and Bees the Monkeys, it's mostly they're running the sessions themselves with their own musicians. Yeah. They're not really making the music together. And when it comes to the music, I'm not sure how much they interacted over like how the records were gonna sound, what it was gonna look like. I mm-hmm. I'm not sure what to what extent they collaborated on these decisions. It's hard to tell. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was just kinda like you went into the studio by yourself, you did your thing with the musicians and then You sent in four or five songs. Yeah. And you find this, find out where they landed on the record. Yeah, if they made it, crazy. maybe that's how it was. I don't know. Who knows? But this particular one, yeah, it's a little, it's a little shrill. It's pretty catchy. It's it's like yeah, like we said, it's jaunty. It's got the cuddly toy energy. I agree. It's very uh, Nilsony. <laughs> yeah, but it is a boys at heart jam. Yeah, it is. 
Yes, with a different lyricist. Someone else, uh, Red Baldwin, was a lyricist. Interesting. Along with Tommy Boyce. Oh, no, Bobby Hart as well. So there's about a third guy for the lyrics. Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) They couldn't come up with a rhyme for Mirror? Yeah, that's what you say. (laughs) So they bring in another dude. You know, they probably it's a they probably played it on the Dolan's Jones Boyce and Hart tour. For sure. And uh brought the house down. It's a good thing. And uh <laughs> the at the end of the song. Oh man, that Mickey Dolan's high pitch is <laughs> <laughs> It's it's unworldly. Like uh, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It's like high frequency business. Yeah. Yeah, your dog would hear it and be like, "What are you doing? Can you even hear this?" Can you, <laughs> Can you hear this? <laughs> That's how as we get older, we got to put on through the looking glass every 5 years <laughs> to see when our we don't hear Mickey he anymore. <laughs> it's that our high register is destroyed. <laughs> so, where do you feel this should go in the uh the countdown? Well, you know, I, it's it's medium good. It's not one of my go-tos. No. You know. No, no. Um, maybe we do put it in the uh, Daddy's Song, Sweet Young Thing neighborhood. What do you think? I could see that for sure. Yeah, if you wanted like, okay, is it better or worse than Magnolia Sims? Ooh. Yeah. Because above Magnolia Sims is Mommy and Daddy's Sweet Young Thing. <laughs> it depends if you prefer the 20s and 30s yippie-dish to the... To the high-pitched shriekings of Mickey Dolan's. <laughs> Either uh, before? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And above, I mean above? Yeah. So it goes Magnolia Sims, Through the Looking Glass, and Mommy and Daddy in that area. My turn. Here I go. Whoa. Take it easy. Going crazy. It's going to be weird when there's only like four left. <laughs> you just like grab. Weep. Here we go. Wait, what do I got here? That's the tag. Don't bring me down. Huh. I can only think of the Beatles one right now. No, it's <laughs> wrong hat. <laughs> I think this is a Pulit song. Oh, that might be why. It might be a Pulit or a Just Us song. Well, we're about to find out. Don't bring me down. A Pulit. Or written by Tommy James from Tommy James into Shondells, who has his own version out there as well, which is almost as 80s as this version is. Yeah, if you can believe it. Yeah, so with this one here, it's a, it's as far as Pulit songs go, it's like it's a song. It's not it's not a bad song. Ooh. It's not a great song. You can only get what you can get here, I guess. <laughs> Pulit's its own. Poo poo Pulit. Pulit. As we call it. <laughs> yeah, but Pulit's its own thing. Like it's a it's such a weird standalone. Same with Justice as well, I guess. Yes, they're both. Not, but as we've just, these are both also a lot of people's gateway albums. Yep. A lot of people's favorite albums. I guess so. Maybe not ours. I'd like to meet those people. (laughs) 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 They were dancing in the diner on that Don't Let Me Down video. Yeah, true. True, true. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so as far as the song goes, it's it, it's good. It's a good vocal thing and everything. I just I have a very difficult uh, <laughs> heart. It's hard for me to appreciate a lot of Poolit um, uh, songs. I don't know what it is. It's just they just don't connect to me with like as a monkey song. I get that. Anyway, where do you want to put it? Let's see here. So yeah, we'll go with uh, above or below. Say let's dance on. Just below. Okay, so it would be between Let's Dance On and Hold On Girl. Sounds about right. Perfect. Slide her in. I will when I find it. Oh, there. Nice. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> At least they know we're using actual pieces of paper. Yeah. All along. Yes. I believe that's our highest charting Pulit song. Yeah, I, I believe you're correct. That's, again, faint praise. <laughs> yeah. So we got to do one more? One more. Me or you? Me. Or no, no, it's you. It's you. Son Sorry, of a bitch. I, I tried to steal the glory. Uh, Ooh, in an alternate universe. Oh, I pulled it off. There's not been many Justice songs so far. I think we've done like one. Yeah, I think one. <sighs> Strange. Circle Sky 2, because it's on the two. So Part of the but, whole Circle Sky experience. What do you got there? I've got a bad feeling about this. Oh, no. It's called It's Not Too Late. It's Not Too Late to Pick Another Song. <laughs> Smells like a Jonesy. It's not too late. late. Yeah. Written and performed by Davy Jones and the Monkeys. Like again, we have not talked about justice so much. I think the coolness of the project. The four guys, they're doing headquarters again. And like doing it one better, they're going to write all the songs themselves. And it's like, oh, cool. This is going to be awesome. Like, oh, George Lucas is going to tell us the story of, of Darth Vader, how he became, that's going to be amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. It's a, it was a great in theory album. I mean, that's just the greatness, how much we look forward to, how much that the songs can't compete with that. I don't yeah. think I think it's it's cool that it's fully executed. It's capably played, and the boys can sing. But the t- the tunes, by and large, are not super interesting. Like they reinforce the notion that Davy Jones can only sing about one thing: pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just yours yeah. forever. <laughs> Is he singing to himself in the mirror again? Yeah. No, but it's true. It's a it's a very strange, and again, how you've said too, Poolit is trying to sound like an album from the eighties, and Justice is trying to sound like an album, not like a like a grunge album from the nineties, but like right, but it's just the nineties. The equipment that's available, like the mm-hmm. the guitar processing, and it's just it's a product of the time. Four dads in a studio. It is what it is. Yeah, and cool boys, you did it again. And they made a little episode of the show again. Awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of things. but it, And like, I think we watched it again recently. I can't remember a damn thing from it. It all just kind of is like, cool. Yeah. And it just kind of, it happened and it just kind of slides off. It's like if they could have done, uh, like if, if Peter and Davey were still alive and weren't sick or whatever, and if they could have done for good times how they had fans write the songs, yeah. if they had had like fans like who are writers Ooh. write an episode of the monkeys for them, like, Ooh. you know, 
by fans for fans kind of thing. Huh. And they just were like, yeah, okay, we'll do that. And I think it could have been awesome, like yeah. seeing the monkeys now. And, and, and mean, there's, there's a lot of cool ways it could have went yeah. and also a lot of ways it could have went wrong. True. But 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 the Just Us and the TV special at the time, it, it happened. Yeah. It was, seemed, it was right around, it was like a couple of years after we had gotten into them again, mm-hmm. or ever, for sort of, you know, really into the monkeys. Yep. And then it, at the first of it, wouldn't it be cool would it be cool? It's not. It's never gonna happen. Would imagine they got back together and made another album. And maybe made a TV show again. Yeah, and that'd be amazing. And then they did, and it's there. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's good. It's decent. It's not aggressively bad, but like a lot of these songs, I probably haven't listened to more than three or four times. Yeah, songs are Teflon. They just slip right <laughs> off. Because yeah, not there's not a lot of things that yeah hold your your uh, memory to them. Yeah, Whereas like this, Good Times has songs, you, you hum them and you want to hear them again. This this particular song, which I've already forgotten the title of, it's not too late. It's not too late. Is uh, it's, it's at least a couple of minutes too long. Yeah, it's over four minutes. Like that's like, we were saying, like one of the longest monkey songs are like Writing Wrongs is like five minutes. Because it's well, this is also this is part of why it sounds like a '90s album because they got they're trying to fill up 76 minutes, yeah. and just whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. probably the longest Monkeys album. I don't even know how long it is, but I, I'm guessing it is probably one of the longer Monkeys albums, just because it's an album that came out in the '90s and that's how things were going. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like I remember, like it's built Sound- for CD. Yeah, Soundgarden's records like 74 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And Tool, of course, it was nuts. Yeah. Contemporaries of the monkeys during the Just Us times. <laughs> yeah, I think Tool opened for them. Oh yeah, I think so. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus wasn't fucking. We want Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just keep doing that. So like having Hendrix open, and then having Tool open. I think Marilyn Manson opened for them on the leg of that tour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> see, I see. Uh, <laughs> Every time they come out. Like Metallica opened for Muppets. Yeah, <laughs> Masters of Puppets era, Metallica. <laughs> the Pastors of Muppets. <laughs> uh, utterly inappropriate opening acts. Yeah, it's a recurring theme. <laughs> <laughs> they had two live crew open for them on the second half of the Pulis tour. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we were gonna put it in the countdown. Oh here. yeah, we haven't placed it yet. We haven't gotten to that. I think it's gonna it might be down in uh, Davy Jones' locker. <laughs> So in that area, we have like, don't wait for me, man without a dream, never tell a woman yes, can't get her out of my mind, sacred heart. Oh, man. I like secret heart better than I like this song. Okay. All right. Our bottom five is laugh. Laugh. It's not too late. It's not too late. The day we fall in love. The wind will be blowing through your hair. D.W. Washburn. And brackets, aisle, close brackets, love you forever. Forever. Sounds good to me. That's uh sounds like the bottom. <laughs> All right. So thanks for checking us out again on another episode here. Did you have a good time, Jeff? I had a great time again. And let's get, let's say hi to our friends in New Zealand. Yes, New Zealand. Put New us Zealand on the charts there. Yes. The podcast. So uh we're at number two at one point. We're, we're number two alright. Yeah. So get us up. Get us up into the stream and get us into number one. You know what I'm saying. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Have yourselves a monkey little evening. Bye. 
Hey, Monkeys fans, if you like what you're hearing, you can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They're all at Podcast Valley Sunday. We'd love to hear from you. Also on our Facebook group, we'll be updating the countdown every week, so you can keep up to date with that. And if you can rate us, please rate us, but be nice. We're thin-skinned.